welcome to Brand with Podcast. I am your host, Ivan Estrada. In this podcast, we will be discussing all things branding and marketing, from fashion to design, real estate, entertainment, tech, philanthropy, and much more. Nothing is off the table. We will have guests from all over the world to give you a global perspective on branding and marketing. Our goal is to dissect as many branding and marketing experts to get you all thinking about your brand by providing motivation and inspiration for you. Thank you all for listening and let's roll. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Brand with Podcast. I am your host, Ivan Estrada. Today, we have an accomplished trailblazer as our guest who you guys will learn a ton from. He is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing, where they look to connect businesses and athletes to, as he says, make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. He is a three-time international bestseller, a top 100 business coach, the executive producer of Entrepreneur's number one digital business show, Elevator Pitch, and host of the top entrepreneur podcast, The Playbook. He's also been recognized by Variety Magazine as their Sports Humanitarian of the Year and awarded the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. The most amazing part about David is that he's found his purpose, which is to empower over a billion people to be happy. So everyone, let's welcome Mr. David Meltzer. Hey, thanks for having me, Ivan. How's it going? How are you, David? I am so excited to be here. Nothing better to talk about than branding and helping people to make money, help people and have fun. Exactly, exactly. So David, you have had a very interesting journey in the last couple of uh, years, decades. Um, tell me about David. I'm calling it David 1, the millionaire, and then David 2, the ex-millionaire, and then David 3, the millionaire again. So how was that for you? How was that process? And what was the biggest takeaway from that? Well, you know, I think there's the David 1, which was the poor kid that wanted to be a millionaire into that millionaire. So we'll call that Dave one. And he lived in a world of not enough. Uh, and everything happened to him. He was a victim, but he learned lessons along the way in order to pursue his potential. And money was his main driving force of inspiration, as well as the definition for himself. Meaning if his bank account went up, he was happy. If the bank account went down, he wasn't. And as he became a millionaire nine months out of law school, uh, he believed that he did it himself. Uh, that person believed that not only did money buy love and happiness, but he needed nobody else in order to help him to continue the success. And for about 10 years, everything continued on. Uh, that David one moved from the world of not enough of being a victim of why me into a try me David, a positive David, a philanthropic David, where he would give to receive not knowing it was trading, a negotiation, very, very philanthropic, but lessons to be learned. That David was buying things he didn't need. If he wasn't happy, he'd buy more things he didn't need. If he wasn't happy, he'd buy different things he didn't need. If he still wasn't happy, he'd buy things to impress people. And if he still wasn't happy even after that, he'd buy things to impress people he didn't like. Uh, and so that was Dave number one, the money buys love and happiness Dave, I call him. Dave number two, uh, you know, paid the price uh, for the lessons, learned that struggle, pain, mistakes, failures, all are just indicators, indicators that you have a better place to be, a better position to be in, as long as you learn the lessons. And through different lessons from my father telling me that money doesn't buy love or happiness by giving me a jacket with no pockets to be buried in so that I would remember that I couldn't take anything with me when I'm gone to my best friend not going to the masters with me as I ran Lee Steinberg, the most powerful sports agency in the world with my Hall of Fame quarterback, Warren Moon, as a partner. Not only was I a multimillionaire, but I had access to everything that everybody wanted, the celebrities, the athletes, the entertainers, the billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, and the 
greatest sporting and entertainment events. But yet that was an unhappy David. He lived in that world of scarcity, uh, thinking that and defining himself by money. And the third David, the re-engineered transformational David, after I lost over $100 million, I took stock in who I was thanks to my wife, who I call my savior. My wife saved my life uh, and taught me to take stock in my values and create daily practices and disciplines and strategies so I could enjoy the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of my potential. I, in fact, moved from not only the world of being a victim of not enough to the world of for me, where I was buying things I didn't need to impress people I didn't like. But that final Dave, Dave number three, as you indicated, Ivan, lives in a world of abundance, more than enough of everything for everyone. And that's where I like to maintain all my values and daily practices, believing in faith and the currency of money combined, because money will allow you to shop. And if you shop for the right things, you'll be happy. And how did you have that that shift of mindset? And how do you stay there? Because I think, you know, we can listen to motivational tapes, aspirational and say, okay, today's the day that I'm going to change my life. But then you have to be consistent about it and do actions. Like how was that mind shift? And how can our viewers, listeners, how can they implement that into their life? Well, first take stock in who you are. Um, so for me, it was understanding the values that got me to where I was, which was one, gratitude. Uh, so gratitude gives you perspective. It turns everything into the light, the love, and the lessons that it is. So it allows me to not only see the glass half full, but to see it overflowing, to find and learn to love everything I do, activity I get paid for, activity I don't get paid for, activity I plan, activity I don't have planned. The second one is forgiveness. Forgiveness is so powerful because it brings peace into our life and it clears away the interference that we create for ourselves through ego-based consciousness to need to be right or offended or separate. Forgiveness and forgiving ourselves is the key to peace. And then accountability, you know, understanding that most people live in liability, blame, shame, justification. I transitioned my perspective to accountability where all I had to ask myself is what did I do to attract this to myself? And two, what am I supposed to learn from it? All three of those, gratitude, forgiveness, and accountability, led me to understand the shift in the paradigm to the world of more than enough, where I realized I am happy, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? So I use my free will, my motivation, and inspiration to clear that interference, to allow things to come through me with appreciation to add value for others, not to me or for me, but through me in the world of abundance. So the first step is to know your own values. Now, practicalities. I have five daily practices, uh, which I'm more than happy to send to everyone, including my ebook, audiobook, or my written book. I'll sign it, send it, pay for shipping. Just email me, david at dmelzer.com. Five daily practices that change your life. Remember, two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. So you got to do these things every single day. Number one, don't worry about your why. All right. So know your what. Take inventory of what you want every day with weighted balance, not being afraid to change your mind, grow, accelerate, and learn, not being afraid of being a hypocrite and changing what you believe. But if you know your what, what you want every day, personally, experientially, giving wise and receiving wise. If you take inventory of those what's, you then can go to the second practice, which is know your who. 
So the easiest way to get to where you want to be is find out who's already there and ask them for directions, but also find out who you can be of service or of value to. So know your what, know your who, now know your how. So knowing your how is implementing the mathematical equation of luck, what you're going to pay attention to during that day, what you give intention to, what you think, say, do, believe, even the unconscious competencies that you have, personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions. If you know your how, attention plus intention equals coincidence. And when all the coincidences turn up the way you want them, people call you lucky. It's a mathematical equation of luck. So study things, what you have planned, you don't have planned, and even your sleep. Do it with productivity lens of how much value you can provide, an accessibility lens of how accessible you are connected to others and how you're accessing what you want. And of course, the lens of gratitude, finding the light, the love and the lessons and everything, learning to love what you do. Remember, some things are easy to learn to love, right? We are naturally, we love certain foods. We love certain sports. We love certain music. It's the people that are capable of learning to love the things that they don't naturally love, the people who are capable of finding the love, the light and the lessons and things that you naturally don't love, like taking out the trash or studying for Spanish, you know, things that nobody likes to do. If you have a superpower of learning to love those things, you will expand, grow and accelerate at an exponential rate. The fourth daily practice after you know your what, your who and your how is know your now. Remember, 100% of the things you do now get done. The difference between people that are profitable, passionate, purposeful is they get stuff done. And so you got to prioritize according to your what, your who, and your how. You got to prioritize what's most important and do those things. Ask yourself, can I do it now? And if you can, do it. And if you can't, put it in a repository so you can prioritize it later. And then finally, after you know your what, your who, your how, and your now, know your why. The fifth daily practice. Know your why. What does that mean? Identify the triggers that cause you to be in primal fear. The need to flee, fight, feed, or the other F word that Gary Vee likes to use. But what happens is when you're in primal fear, the blood leaves your brain. Most people try to make critical life and business decisions with no blood in their brain. It's idiotic. What you want to do is understand the triggers that trigger the fight, the feed, the flight, and the other F word, you want to understand the triggers that need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful. These triggers will take the blood out of your brain. So instead of taking the blood out of your brain, don't resist it. Don't fight it. Don't go over and under it, through it. Don't oversell it, back and sell it. Do not overachieve it. Just simply stop. Breathe. Drop down to your center, to your higher self. Use your higher power of thinking by putting the blood back in your brain so you can use the higher power of thinking to move in the trajectory of your what, your who, your how, and your now. If you use these five daily practices every single day, seven days a week with a minimum amount of time, you will expand, you will grow, you'll accelerate. You will make more money, help more people, and have more fun. I'm happy to give you my book and those daily practices. Just email me, david at I promise you, you will be happy. David, so much value. So I hope all my listeners, you're going to have to rewind, play it again, and then rewind it again and play it again and take notes because he just gave all of you just a ton of golden nuggets. So David, you did a TED Talk that was very interesting about heightening your frequency, especially when it comes to building a brand. Let's talk a little bit about that because I thought that was so interesting. You had this kind of person sitting next to you on your trip to India and he said, hey, what's wrong with you, right? And it was about your frequency. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I was going to India and the doctor next to me said, are you okay? 
And I was like, yeah, you know, like I was lost in ego, right? You know who I am? I run the, you see the movie Jerry Maguire? That's my firm. You know, that's the way I used to act. And that's the David B or whatever you call them, number two. Anyway, all of a sudden, uh, they said to me, you're so full of light, you know, and you're blocking it. And then said, I could teach you through meditation to vibrate faster. And I thought this is going to be the longest flight to India in my life until Dr. Sangeeta Sahi explained to me that everything vibrates, the earth plants, animals, humans, then sound, then light, and then thought. And she actually asked me a tremendous question. She said, do you know what vibrates the fastest? I said, uh, no. She said, the truth. The truth vibrates the fastest. Wow. I said, wow. She said, you know, you can only be aware, she said, of things that vibrate equal to or less than you. So through meditation, I can teach you to vibrate faster, to find your frequency. And you see, that's where the branding ignited in my mind, that everything had a frequency and that if people weren't tuned into your frequency, if their vibration was too slow, if you weren't capable of having a wide spectrum to hone your frequency, it wouldn't matter what you say because they wouldn't hear it. It's how I even fixed the way that I branded myself and started speaking because I stopped speaking to people and I started understanding what they're listening for to understand that my strength of my signal can be practiced and increased. The spectrum of my signal cannot only get to a certain amount of people, right? No matter what I do, there's going to be certain people and I know that I have a great signal when they don't like me. See, if, if nobody cares, you haven't strengthened your signal or honed your spectrum. You haven't clarified your message. One of the greatest signals you can get about frequency of a brand is someone tells you how much they hate it, because that means there's equal amount of people, if not more, that love it, that you actually have a distinguished frequency because everything vibrates and you can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you or at your frequency. And so it's so important that we pursue our own potential. We don't listen to other people. We don't vote for what's missing or what we don't want in our lives. We create a frequency of our authentic brand, our service, our solution, whatever it may be. And so I look at all branding matters as a matter of frequency, of vibration. In fact, just real quickly, what motivated me, and my wife literally did not believe me. So this woman invited me to a, to a workshop to learn how to do this. And the way she suckered me into it is I wasn't still interested. Like, I thought it was interesting. I was closed-minded, you know, David number two in my own way. But she said to me, hey, I could increase your vibration. You could be aware of when to buy or sell. Now, that was the initial motivation. I think, wow, talk about value, ROI, being able to articulate the quantifiable value to exceed what I'm asking for. Holy moly, if somebody could teach me when to buy or sell, I'll make billions. And I was actually self-motivated in a greed or a scarce mechanism that got me to into theta meditation, T-E-A-T-A, -A, uh, theta meditation. But in the end, I learned so much more and it changed my life, changed my perspective. And still to this day, for the last 17 years, I've been meditating, using my frequency, vibration and awareness in order to effectuate what I want in life. Amazing. And I literally just did that. I meditate every single morning, like morning routine. That's part of it. It's so, so important. And last question for you, David, because moms are cool. I love my mom. I've seen the videos that you've made of your mom and how much of a huge inspiration she was to you. What were some of the principles that you will carry with you always that you got from mom? Well, gratitude's one of them, right? My mom would not let me come down to the breakfast table with the wrong attitude. So gratitude for sure. Um, the other one is just work ethic. You know, my mom had this great blend of, 
you know, being able to be gracious, but also nobody could outwork my mom. She worked two jobs, raised six kids, packed her dinner in a paper bag, filled up turnstiles at the convenience stores with greeting cards after she taught second grade, humbly making no money. In fact, one of the things that I had to process and learn is, you know, to make so much money while my mom worked so hard for nothing, economically nothing. Uh, so I learned about work ethic and the blend of faith and, and money together. And I learned from my mom how important it is to be unconditional with your love to your children. My mom's still my mentor for parenting, right? I haven't met a better parent in my life than my mom. And uh, I've always say find at least three people in your life that sit in the situation you want to be in according to where you want to be. Well, if I could be half the parent my mom was, you know, all my siblings went to the Ivy Leagues. They're extraordinary people. They're happy. They're healthy. They're wealthy and worthy. Uh, and my mom somehow empowered all of them, including me, in order to effectuate these unbelievable lives. And so I think gratitude and work ethic were the two greatest lessons that led to my definition of happiness, which is my mom taught me how to enjoy the consistent, everyday, persistent, without quit pursuit of my potential. The common denominator, I have one of the top podcasts in the world. I have two TV shows, three now. I am around the celebrities, athletes, entertainers, millionaires, billionaires, entrepreneurs. One common denominator. They all must be what they can be. And my mom taught me that I must be what I can be, that I have to do my best learn something and always have fun. My mom taught me to be happy, healthy, appreciate her and love her. All of those things combined is why, as you know, I placed my mom on a pedestal. I did a Mother's Day video for her. I think I cried eight times in the video and about 20 times watching it. So uh, I give a big shout out to my mom who I adore. Awesome. And, and David, you have this amazing training session every Friday at 11 a.m. How can the viewers, how can we support you? I appreciate that. For over 20 years, I've been training people at Fridays at 11 a.m. I'm blessed it's now replayed on every platform, Spotify, Google, uh, iTunes. And like I said, my favorite accomplishment in my life are these trainings because they're free. Uh, over 43,000 people are registered for the trainings, not counting the hundreds of thousands that download it, listen to it, and watch it on the replay on all the platforms. But my favorite thing about it is I train everything. Sales, I train to make money, relationship with money. I teach uh, ultimate ego training. I teach mommy issue training, uh, I closing training, uh, all no-go plan training, whatever it is, relationship training. I do everything. I've been doing it for over 20 years every Friday, and uh, it's an incredible thing. The biggest honor I have is that out of all the amazing guests I have on my podcast, from you know Cameron Diaz to Dan Aykroyd, to Ray Lewis to Andre Reid to you know Katie Couric to whoever it would be, you name it, 750. Uh, guests and more, you know, from Danica Patrick to Maria Sharapova. It didn't matter. I get them. My number one downloaded podcast are those trainings. So I have faith that people want to learn, not just from the millionaires, billionaires, and entrepreneurs, but they want to learn the lessons of life in order to make more money, help more people, and have more fun. So please, everyone, join me every Friday if you can live. There's Q&A or join the replay on every platform. Spotify features it. It has its own playlist, the Dave Meltzer training playlist, Apple, Google, Entrepreneur, everywhere you can catch the playbook.
Awesome, David. Well, thank you so much, guys. This is the podcast you're going to want to listen over and over and over and over again because David just gave us so much value. Thank you all for listening in. I have to mention his newest book, Game Time Decision, is out now, so please check it out. David also hosts a free weekly training like we talked about every Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific. I highly suggest it. Just go to dmelter.com backslash training for more. And to learn more about David, his story, and how to follow the pursuit of his purpose, you could follow him on Instagram at David Meltzer or check out dmelzer.com. So thank you so much, David. You were the best. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, Ivan. Thank you all again for listening to this episode. For more information on branding and marketing, check out our ecosystem on brandwith.com. You can also find more tips by signing up for our newsletter that's not boring or by following us on social media. If you're looking to get featured on this podcast to discuss your branding or marketing needs, find out how to do so on our website as well. Can't wait for you to brand with us again.